Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. and welcome to this week's episode of Events for Breakfast. How are we all doing this week? Now I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host, and I've got some great content coming up for you this week. But before we get into that, I just wanted to check in, see how you're all doing. It's nearly December, December tomorrow. We are storming through this year. In a way, it feels like it's gone by in a flash of the eye. And then also, we've all been through so, so much, haven't we? It feels like the longest journey um, that I can ever imagine. So as we're coming into December in the UK, our tier system will kick in later in this week again. So we'll come out of lockdown and we'll go into our tier system. So the tier system is tier one, tier two and tier three. And there's a vast difference in what you can do in tier one. You can move around a bit more freer, pubs and restaurants and entertainment can open. If you're in tier three, it's pretty much like our lockdown. So no restaurants, no pubs, you can't socialize indoors. Um, and in the UK in December, you don't always wanna be outdoors. It's pretty bleak out there at the moment. However, saying that we have had some really crisp days that have been really bright, so I'm gonna stay positive. So before we go on, I just wanted to call out a few people who have been listening very intently over the last few weeks. So we've got Sarah. Sarah is one of my corporate event managers that just checks in with me once in a while and she's been doing fantastic. Um, She really enjoyed the virtual events check-in that we did last week so just wanted to shout her out Sarah thank you very much for listening and then Dan Dan is one of my media event specialists so he works for a big media company and he's been telling me that the insight that myself and some of our guests have been providing have been giving him such good hints and tips that he's taken into certain meetings with him so hearing this positive feedback is really pleasing and um, I just want to keep that going and in 2021 I've got a great plan for the podcast and I'll tell you more about that shortly. But coming on to today's episode, now today, we're gonna talk about events professionals and their skills. For me, an events professional wears so many different hats and we have so many different skills that we are truly well averse to. And I don't always think that our colleagues and peers from the corporate world, the agency world, um, the public sector, all quite understand the skills that are wrapped up within our events professional um, in today's world. So I've been joined, or I was joined, should I say, by an events professional herself, Denise Mapp, and she really is a true events professional. And we just had a really good chat about what an events manager, events coordinator, a director of events looks like, and the skills involved as we as we deliver events. And we just called out different areas that we think that perhaps people don't quite understand our skills um, and what we can do to support ourselves and what businesses can do to support us more to make sure that we get any opportunities in the future. So that I'm hoping that there's some really top tips that you can take away here, some insights. So just sit back and enjoy and let me know what you think of the conversation at the end. So Denise, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. Pleasure. 
So we've got so much to talk about today um, and we're going to get really into the detail very shortly. But before we do, I just wanted you to talk a, bit, a little bit about yourself so our listeners get to know a bit about you um, and your, your sort of events background and your involvement in events. Sure. So I have been in the events industry on and off for over 10 years. Um, I started in local government fresh out of college because my mum didn't want to pay for my degree um, and so um, I worked as a paid internship in human resources department and it was my manager there who saw an opportunity for an events role come up within the communications team and kind of nudged me to go for that role um, because he said that I'm a people's person and in HR it's kind of behind the scenes so I went for that role and voila I um, entered into the events industry and the great thing about working in communications is that I got to work on events from 50 people to 50,000 people. Wow. Um, which, yeah, absolutely incredible. Corporate events, so got to work on um, award ceremonies, to conferences, to mayoral roadshows that would be a weekend, hence the 50,000 people. Yeah. So that was incredible and get to work with different teams within the local government. And then um, I've also worked on um not-for-profit events yeah. so i went to work in a few charities and i've also worked in education i was at ucl for 10 years um, and in some of those years i worked on events as well as other areas including it um, and digital media and then i also freelance so i went to new york last year for <laughs> a very long time and got to work on some freelance events there Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so for me, you were the right person to talk to about this because we are going to talk about an event sort of manager or an event professional skills, no matter what level you are at. Um, and I've got a very um, clear view that I think our skills are um, undervalued. So, um, you know, you've got a really broad background there, which is wonderful. And we can get into the detail of that a little bit later because those skills that you must have involved in all of those different um, areas is just going to be vast. Um, so we'll come on to that a little bit later, but let, let's keep it light for now. Um, and tell me, what do you like working? Um, what's your favorite thing about working in events? Hands down, it's the people. Yeah, the people that you get to work with and the people attending the events um, and also to know that you've played a small part yeah. in whether that being a connection being made at the event through networking or a dream being birthed like someone may start their own company or something. Um, there's nothing greater than that. Not at um, all. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, because uh, you know, in the in the variety of events that we work on, we meet so many incredible people, don't we? Um, mm -hmm. from, and it's not always just the the attendees; it is like your suppliers as well, and your colleagues and peers. And oh, it's just what you're right. It's 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 wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we're going to talk about an event professional skills um, and I want to strip it right back. I want to start at the very, very beginning and I'm really interested to see from your side what you think an event professional skills are and what do they look like? And, you know, it's a big umbrella, I know that, but what do you think the key skills are? So definitely, especially in this season and before, resilience is definitely my number one, I would say. It's yeah. a skill that's just needed if you are 
in the events industry or looking to go into the event industry. Um, being a people's person, um, just knowing how to effectively build relationships and not just relationships pre-event and during the event, but post-event, yeah. because um, that's just something that I think um, is needed in our, um, as working as an event professional. Um, also being calm under pressure. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Pers <laughs> I, I personally thrive under pressure. Yeah. Um, being creative, and that is being able to think outside of the box, because sometimes you can kind of, you know, event professionals, um, sometimes it can be, um, some events can be quite similar, and you want an event to stand out. So if, um, to bring your creativity skills and to kind of be okay with being innovative yeah. in that way. Um, team player is yeah. another skill. Um, and one that I definitely know in events, it's not just you as the event professional, it's the team that um, is with you as well, from the suppliers to the venue, to the clients, to everything. Um, learner. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love to learn. So I definitely feel that that is a skill to have. Don't ever feel that there's, the, even if you do, um, you've had years of experience in events or feel that you know it, there's always something new that you can learn. Yeah. Um, note taking skills is definitely a, yeah. <laughs> a biggie. Um, being able to persuade is a, a skill that I believe event professionals need, especially in relation to speaking with the client um, yeah. and just saying, oh, have you thought about this and making it seem as though it was their idea <laughs> rather than your own. Um, yeah. And then also being detail oriented is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, one of the key things that you pulled out there for me, the influencing um, is really vital, isn't it? Because you, yeah. you may have some really great ideas and you may have pulled together a really good sort of pitch um, to, to pre present to somebody. But if you can't present that and, and bring your vision to life and have those sort of negotiations or sorry, the influencing skills to really, you know, bring that person or those people on that journey with you, then your event is going to be pulled apart. Your ideas are going to be pulled apart. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and, and that's, that goes on both sides. Actually, actually we were talking before we started recording about client side, um, and agency side really. And even as a, as a seasoned corporate professional for me having to work with big senior stakeholders as well and going into big present meeting rooms with them and they're all sat there going okay well present your idea to me so having those sort of influencing skills are it's a powerful tool isn't it definitely and what you've just mentioned knowing how to pitch an idea yes um, no matter who it is like you're trying to sell that idea so um having even that confidence in if you don't have the confidence in yourself, have the confidence in the idea that you're pitching because then that will show. Definitely. And I also think so, because um, we're talking about the undervalued skills of an events professional today, um, I do think as, um, a lot of events professionals are forgotten about the fact that they have to see the overarching strategy. They have to understand the key objectives um, of a campaign or a long-term engagement plan and um, to understand how their event or their experience 
sits with sits within that strategy um, and I you know I, I do think sometimes that an events professional is just seen as a deliverer um, a del the deliverer of that event but to really make sure that they're nailing the communications to make sure that they're, they're they're getting the key objectives and the key messages into whatever the experience is mm -hmm. they really have to understand the strategy behind it and the objectives of, of the whole campaign too um, and I do think that's a really key skill that is quite transferable which is forgotten Definitely. I yeah. mean, for me personally, I uh, don't take on an event that I do not believe in because yeah. for me, I'm selling that event um, on behalf of the client. So, um, yeah, you do want to, for any organisation, get the event professional planner on board from the beginning, from the yeah. idea stage, because there are so many questions that an event professional will ask you might not even have considered. Definitely, yeah, completely agree. So moving on, um, now we know, and we've, we've both been here in this, that you know, events professionals, we have to wear many different hats. So uh, any one day we might be, say, doing the real logistical piece, which is working with the venues, you know, working through production, um, booking different acts and things like that and it's that's quite logistical and then another day we might be working on the sort of comms piece around it so the comms and the messaging that goes out to attendees um, and then the next day for example we are presenting to um, to our clients or our senior stakeholders so we are continuously switching hats and our skills and our experience um, and our knowledge day by day I wonder whether and I'm interested to see your uh, thoughts on this I wonder whether you think that that might be why an events professional can be seen as a jack of all trades and, a, and not a master of any one thing in particular yeah um definitely something i have encountered yeah um so but i do think that when you are passionate about an area of expertise it kind of shows yes so yeah. for example my background in communications i've got the experience of working in marketing and yes. communications and pr um but even from colleagues and employers they say that my eyes light up when i talk about events amazing so, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is wonderful um so i think sometimes it, you can be seen as as you mentioned a jack of all trades but um i don't think you should see that as necessarily a negative i mean um one thing is to just continue to upskill in different areas so even yeah. in events what um for example you may feel that okay i know all about events but now there's a digital aspect of events and the behind the scenes on digital um, aspects so there's always another area to upskill and to learn and i think that's something that um even at if at times a company sees as a jack of all trades they'll realize how valuable it is in the future i agree and i do think it's down to that individual isn't it so you know you yeah. talked about like the technical piece around virtual events at the moment and we've mm -hmm. all like you took you know we, we are learners so recently we've learned a lot about the you know virtual events which is great um and it is down to that individual isn't it to really sell their skills into whoever it needs to be so their senior team or their you know the, the agency that they might be working for or the client so it is about showcasing your skills in the best way because they're all just as important as the next aren't they definitely and i think sometimes we have skills within us that we kind of 
don't think our skills if that makes yeah. sense so we don't actually mention those skills on um you know when we're selling ourselves and we should so things that you kind of that naturally come to you you might not see it as a skill but it's probably the one thing that will stand you out compared to somebody else so. absolutely yeah um, a, a lady that worked worked for me previously um completely forgot how good she was at negotiating so you know we as events professionals daily we are working with different suppliers aren't we and we're, yeah. we're working through quotes and budgets and things and she was amazing on the phone with people going no actually that's too much and and you know she didn't recognize what an amazing skill this was and what an asset it was to the business yeah. outside of events as well it was something that is a transferable skill definitely definitely yeah so it is about recognizing those different skills and, and promoting yourself and highlighting as much as you can which ties in nicely um to my next question around yourself um you know so you're an events professional um how do you sell yourself and make sure that you know you talked about your marketing skills your pr and your communication skills and your 360 event management too so how do you how do you sell yourself and what skills and experience do you think you've got that is most attractive to employ employers um Personally, I feel selling myself is an area I need to improve on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I do think what attracts me to employers or employees is how much I do love to pour into an event. So I, I'm really into the whole, um, I guess, the guest journey or the attendee journey of the event. And I try and put myself in the shoes of the attendee yeah. attending and what I would want to get out of that event and then try and pour that in. So especially with the digital platform, um, I, for example, when I'm in an in-person event, when I walk into the, the doors of the venue, I love when somebody says good morning to me. Yeah. You know, it makes me feel like I'm seen. So with a virtual event, I try to address each person that comes on and say good morning and mention their name so that they are seen. Um, and I think those little touches from being detail oriented really do not just make the person feel welcomed, but actually keep them on the event, especially with digital, because you've got so many different um, things fighting for your attention. So if you can kind of personalize things and, you know, um, just welcome the person find out how they're doing find out where they're tuning or streaming in from those can also those little touches can also make such a difference um yeah I, I was just going to dip in there and say I've actually seen you in action doing this. So we, we worked a little bit together on the freelance um, business community event for the, it was a month long event over October. And I think I was hosting one of the events with Alina um, and you were there in the background, like in the chat function saying hello to everybody. And it felt like you were creating a community for us. So whilst, um, you know, Alina and I might have been looking at what the presenter was doing and just keeping on track there and keeping the tech going you were there literally building that community and building that environment in the background and it was lovely to see teamwork <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but it, I, 
yeah, yeah. sorry go on <laughs> I was also going to add that you know sometimes in corporate settings you find that events are just planned at the end of the fiscal year because they've got money left yeah. over and they yeah. haven't really thought about the the value of why they're putting on the event or the reason why they're putting on the event so those are things that I feel are attractive um, or that attract an employer to me because I will go in and say okay so have you looked at this um have you looked at why you want to do this event or have you thought about um celebrating the achievements of your employees by saying thank you um for working so hard throughout the year and you kind of look at it from that perspective yeah that's a really good and it is a strategy isn't it it's looking at yeah. the strategy rather than just not something as a silo and that's a great thing a great skill and a great tool that an event manager has really isn't it to make sure that they're they're thinking of a long-term engagement not just that one specific moment love it so um i always think you know i i always try and help my events teams as much as possible um to think about their long-term goals and their long-term sort of planning around their careers and you know for an events manager or an events professional it might not be that they just want to stay on that straight road of an event manager they might want to diversify um, and I've been in situations where my team members have gone for other roles around communications or PR or marketing and are sometimes overlooked and mm -hmm. overlooked within that business because they're seen as just not just but as an events manager and we've and we've just talked about the fact that we know that an, a good event manager will have those communication skills they will have those pr skills without a doubt and marketing you know if you're working on marketing events then you are within that marketing sort of environment and understand how marketing works so how do you think a good events professional can you know think about how do they transfer their skills um, and make sure that they're shouting about those transferable skills um if we take marketing as an example when you are or when an event professional is writing their cv you might not be able to change the job title per se yeah, but yeah. the writing underneath should be more about marketing than yes. the event per se so that is a way to kind of tailor your cv to make it show that um, you are thinking more about getting the role in marketing yeah. than events um, also to I believe the personal statement and the cover letter as well yeah. um, should be tailored more so. So you can share that, yes, you've worked in events and through working in events, you have marketed this, this and this event and how you've actually marketed it um, is, yeah. So by using social media, by using HubSpot or whatever tools you've been using to market the event, and also the engagement, how you um, measured engagement from those events and kind of use the, the terminology that's needed for marketing, if that's the role you're going for. But also to definitely, um, if possible, reach out to the hiring manager beforehand. Yes, that's good. Um, it's yeah. something yeah. that I feel that a lot of us do not do, but it is it's a way to you know because we are people people persons it is a great way to actually reach out and say hi i'm thinking about going for this role in marketing it's not per se my um my biggest area of expertise but i am um, an expert in that area 
what else would um are there any skills that um the employer is looking for in this position and then also kind of see what courses you can do to kind of work on it and say okay so even though i may be um, event industry pacific i have looked at and worked on this digital marketing course in order to upskill myself because i am passionate about going for this role I love that. Yeah, you're so right, aren't you? And at the moment, I think um, a lot of events professionals maybe have a bit more time on their hands so they can think about looking at those skills, can't they? And spending time and, you know, whether that's through peers, colleagues or, you know, or learning online, you're absolutely right. It's, it's thinking, where do I want to go? OK, let's just think about how I can train myself in a different way. And I do like that. Yeah. Have, you, have you found yourself recently in, some, in this year with the pandemic and everything, have you found yourself doing that a little bit yourself too? I have, but I've also kind of, kind of paused on them because I think, especially when um, COVID hit, yeah. um, you can find yourself doing every single course yes. just to do a course. And I'm kind of the same way I think, you know, when COVID hit, you found yourself at every single event to just try and keep yourself busy and to meet people and to network. But also, I think it gets to a point where you look back and actually you pause and think, actually, is this some, an area that I'm passionate in? Yeah. Because, you know, events we're all passionate in and we love it. And, you know, even with the stresses that events can bring, we're like, it's, there's there's a beautiful reward we get to see people smile you know there are net, um, networking opportunities that happen at the event so it's worth it and i think that's the same thing that we need to do when we're looking at these courses yeah thinking okay am i doing this course just to tick a box or am i actually doing it because i'm going to apply it into an area of my my um my work experience so that's something that i've looked at and um with the way this season is going digital marketing is a great skill to have it is um, yeah. in terms of um courses but also um i guess also ensuring that i'm not just doing a course to say i've done a course which Com is what i've done in the past <laughs> hey yeah i think we all hold our hands up a little bit of that and um i'm i mentor um catherine for the fast forward 15 program and she absolutely paused and did exactly what you've just said because at the beginning of the pandemic she was like gotta learn everything i've got to use my time productively and went on all these different online courses and then now she's going actually i just need to pause don't i it's too much i just need to do take some space we don't have to be super productive all the time and, and be learning it's just about taking a bit of space and finding that exactly what you want isn't it yeah. yeah and also i think that um a lot of us are doing the same courses yeah so if you're going for a job you're all going to be potentially going for the same job there is nothing that kind of makes you stand out yeah. and you need to stand out as a candidate going for that role so actually look at you know going through job descriptions and actually seeing what they're looking for is there something technical and actually going for that course in you know the, the technical side of um, digital events for example because then that will separate you and 
even though a lot of the courses obviously during this season are free don't be afraid to invest in yourself no you are your best investment so yeah yeah absolutely and i do and something i'm seeing a lot at the moment like like you um people are taking the same courses people are personalizing their brand pretty similar online i think at the moment there's a lot of personalized brands that are all absolutely identical and when you're coming down to that job find or or shouting about yourself really people buy people don't they so as long as if yeah. you've got if you're on a piece of paper and you've got the same skills as somebody else and you're ticking the box then it's about your authentic self and about you that's what the person that's what the hiring manager will look at then they will look yeah. at you and your qualities yeah. as a person and your character so yeah. it's about being authentic isn't it definitely yeah fab i just want to come back a little bit um and something i've experienced so we if we're thinking about undervalued skills of an events professional and we've talked about how an individual can support themselves and showcase their skills and and shout about it and make sure that everybody knows but do you think you know i've i've worked a lot in corporate companies a lot um and in corporate companies we are the events team and we're seen as the events team and that's what we do um and sometimes I do think that perhaps there's the opportunity for companies to support events teams more to sort of diversify and transfer their skills. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you think companies or can do to support events professionals diversify if that's what they want? So the thing with corporate is that we are meant to have an appraisal (laughs) every year. (laughs) I think it's every six months, so it should be every year. And I I remember because I was quite young when I joined communications, I had an appraisal with the head of comms and he said, what areas do you want to work in? And because I had that um, appraisal with him, I actually said I would love to learn about PR. And I'd love to learn about marketing. I'd love to know what goes into, you know, the design work for concepts for um, an upcoming event or for a, a campaign and things like that. And through speaking with him, I then was given the opportunity. And then he also paid for he or <laughs> I guess the team, <laughs> the organization paid for me to do the Chartered Institute of Public Relations courses Brilliant. to learn about it and write press releases and get to um, organize events that involved like royal members. Nice. And I, it definitely comes down to the head of your 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 department or even your manager if you if you don't have that relationship with the head of the department to actually say this I am grateful but I would love to also look into this area or can I shadow like the best people we can learn from are our peers is it possible for me to um, shadow this person is it possible for me to do an internal kind of um forgotten the word um secondment an internal secondment where you can actually learn from somebody and you know kind of work alongside them and learn those skills because those skills are so useful for you even as an event professional because um often we are brought in or we work on the event from start to finish but there are so many different elements of that event the marketing team and sometimes it is a separate team but to actually kind of work alongside them and say okay how would i what kind of how would i go about marketing this event for this this range of 
attendees how what are the the best social media tools how would i look at engagement and actually learn from them or even bringing in the designers to understand what concepts that they would be producing for your event and yeah i think there's definitely an opportunity to learn so much more but it comes down to having that conversation with your manager yeah. or the head of that department i completely agree and i do think um two things like the, the head of department needs to be championing their teams and making sure that the skills are widely known outside of that that, that team that, that, that they're there and then it's down to the individual to be shouting and saying i want to learn this and finding those opportunities and sort of going and digging deeper and finding those different opportunities and i also think so that's very much corporate based and then i think on the agency side i think what agency worlds can do sometimes having experienced it is that they can that their teams will work on the same events and this after the year after year with the same clients because they don't want to upset the balance. And yeah. that, that then doesn't allow that individual to sort of grow and look at different areas. They get sort of shoehorned into certain types of events and certain types of skill brackets, I suppose. Um, mm. So, you know, it is a case of being able to sort of mix things up a little bit and giving people different opportunities, not just keeping them on one thing because they do it super well, because they will get very bored and sort of move on very quickly, isn't it? And then also, sorry, and then we talked about yeah. this before, I but mean, even if, go on, <laughs> go. Sorry, I was saying even if, because you know, we all have different personalities and I'm quite, I mean, over the years I've learned to say no and I've learned to speak up, but if you are quite an introvert, if companies could even do a buddy scheme yeah. which allows somebody within the team to kind of buddy up with somebody else to even share the, their viewpoints on what areas that they would love to work on yeah um, you know, to kind of have that someone in their corner as well if they don't feel necessarily comfortable having that conversation with their manager or their um, department head then a buddy scheme may be another way of being able to share um areas that they they want to upskill in i love that that's a really nice idea isn't it and because you feel better when you've got somebody else with you and to work definitely. with and for support <laughs> definitely um one more question before we find out about how people can find out more about you um talk to me about your future um because we are in a rocky road with events at the moment aren't we and we're all treading sure. very very carefully at the moment so you know you're a passionate events professional i can see that um with lots of skills to sort of offer um, what does success look like for you and how do you drive your own career path and get and how do, how are you going to drive your own career path to get to where you want to be? So success for me is for our industry to thrive again. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> the biggest thing for me. I want it to thrive even greater than it, is, it ever has been. Um, on a personal level, success to me is to never stop learning. Yeah. I don't ever want to feel like I've arrived because I always feel that there is something to learn um, and also to invest in myself. Um, so I kind of wanted, I kind of like to, to, I guess, stand out. So I know that we can call each other event profs or event managers. And I was thinking, I, I, I kind of want to stand out. So I kind of called myself an events leader because I was like, I want to lead in events. I want to be a leader that champions other people, yeah. but also allows, you know, other people to kind of say, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to be where you are. And also to kind of think about 
um, like in this season, I've realized that I've started thinking about the way we do certain things and why we do certain things. For example, um, networking at events. Um, I kind of had a rant on Twitter because I was like, I'm frustrated with people networking with me to kind of bring a sale rather than build a relationship. Yeah. So even kind of now looking at having those or sharing those questions, because before I think I would have a rant with myself yeah. and be like, why? Or have a rant with um, peers, but actually having those questions in order to make a difference and think, okay, this is happening. Why is this happening? And how can we stop it from happening in future events? Because of the way that was happening to me where people were just connecting with me to sell their venue or to sell their service, it actually made me not want to attend an event and yes. I'm an event professional. So yeah. I want to look at um, ways in order to ensure that that doesn't happen because if it makes me not want to attend any more events and I work in events, what's it like for attendees attending events? Yeah. So um, I definitely want to, be more innovative in terms of um, in terms of organizing events in terms of attending events looking at I think before I would just go to an event and say okay this is just the way it is whereas now I'm like what makes this event so different from any others because there are so many events happening it just seems like a lot of noise yeah at present and now I'm kind of thinking I kind of have my events hat on thinking what would make someone want to attend this event in comparison to all the others and kind of looking at how to organize events in that respect and then I'm hopefully launching my own events agency next year yeah, Yay, well done. Yes, take that leap. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, working for yourself has got to be the best thing, hey? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be a good time, won't it? Because, you know, hopefully by spring we'll be um, seeing live events come back again. However, like, like, like you talked about earlier, we are saturated at the moment with virtual events and things going on. You know, the events market is still out there. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of opportunities is there isn't there and you've got so many skills to share with that so we will follow your journey on that note um how can we find out you know the listeners how can they find out more about you and, and you know you've talked about some great things that you're going to be doing there in 2021 so how can people find out more about you so you can find me on every social media platform under map m-a-p-p -P, of denise fantastic <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yes, I follow you lots and we are, we've got a little running group going on at the moment, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Run up to Christmas. It's going to be fun. It will be. <laughs> Definitely. Denise, this has been an absolute pleasure and I'm going to watch out for you in the new year. Well, not even just the new year. I'm going to watch out for you as an, as an events leader because I can definitely feel it from you that you've got a lot to give. So thank you for joining me okay, today. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, there you go. Wasn't that a breath of fresh air, hey?
So I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed just mulling over the skills of an events professional and really understanding where the strengths lie and what we can do ourselves to really promote ourselves and, and stand out within the crowd and, and shout about the skills of an events professional because we are so special, so unique and so undervalued sometimes that we just have to do our own shouting and our own promotion. So hopefully you're enjoying this. Like I say, we've got a couple more episodes left in 2020. We'll be taking a break over the Christmas period and then coming back all refreshed and revitalized for 2021. Lots of new topics to discuss, lots of new speakers to have on the program and the podcast. So really looking forward to that. In the meantime, please do have a look back over the back catalogue. Um, we started this back in June, so there's plenty of episodes there for you to have a listen to. And if you're really enjoying it, then subscribe on your usual podcast provider and give me a nice cheeky five-star rating. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care, everybody, and I will speak to you very, very soon. Bye for now.